Let's start the show. Woo! Yeah, I have so much enthusiasm now. <laughs> totally pumped for this episode. This is where professionalism and practice shows, fellas. Go dig deep. <laughs> That's right. Keep smiling through the pain. That's right. That's what pros do. Powered by technical difficulties. <laughs> Tech diffs. <laughs> it is ear and loathing. We are the Gitmo Bros, the number one rockers forever. That will never change. I don't care how many snafus occur over here, how many planes fly over it is as it's doing right now. We will always be <laughs> the number one rockers for oh wait, he's the the plane has a banner. It says number one rockers forever. Damn. Damon, I, that's my airlift. I'm dropping you off a, a, a courtesy basket. Happy 29. Yeah. It's a parachute coming to you. It's a, it's, it's, it's some muffins from the Gersh Agency. You knew 29 was my favorite number. I did. You're welcome. Yeah, it is episode 29 of Ear and Loathing. And uh, we, are, we continue to be remote. Let's just play this again because it's, it's fun and funny. I feel lonely. I still feel lonely. I'm still missing you. Buns. <laughs> nice buns. So anyway, the guy who declares that things have nice buns is on the phone. He is the media darling of Ear and Loathing. Why don't you say hello? I'm hot and I got hot buns and I'm on the phone. Hi, I'm George White. <laughs> hot buns. And also joining us from the North Star, he's the yeoman purser of the North Star. He is my North Star. He's George's North Star. And he is the iCloud's North Star. Say hello. Baringa! On the day I was born, the doctor suggested I stay nude for the rest of my life. <laughs> and it was a great idea. That's <laughs> what you call mic control. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So you know who's in the torture chamber? That would be our old pal, George. Hi. Let there be white. Yes. George, George white American rocker. White and there American was rocker. white. <laughs> And so, um, I guess, are you guys up for some moseying? Yeah, let's mosey on down to a place called the... Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. What an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that, Clem. I was into him for like 10 eps. Now he's a I dick know, again. I know, it's like, ten, Clem's so episode like 18. You know, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, like... <laughs> Ear and Loathing is having an existential crisis. Should Clem still be a part of the show? Is the question. Or should there be a new guy? I can't imagine it without him. Yeah. I know. You know, it's, it's just me. It, it's me. I'm in a, I'm in a storage closet. And, I'm in know. a funk. <laughs> mm -hmm. George, how close are you to your microphone? Uh, pretty close. Why? Was, did I sound funny? Now you're close. Yeah. Now, yeah, now like close. yeah. <laughs> okay. It sounded like you had a, had a trick, uh, a flower on your lapel or something. 
when <laughs> you are in a storage room and you're recording, put the microphone in the same storage room as you as <laughs> you actually physically. Oh, are. you. Oh, that's how, that's how you do it. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. I, I have yeah. a whole bunch of guys working to patch this mic into a different storage room because the acoustics are better in there. You know, like when you put a mic down a down an elevator shaft, and that's how you get the bass drum. Yeah, I was working off that kind of. No, that's not right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm a. Uh, I you know I'm a uh, I'm in the torture chamber, which means I get to uh, I get to pick a topic for the Kibitz Corner. Yeah, your Kibitz Corner has been turned over to George. And he is about to reveal his exciting and compelling and titillating topic of the week. Well, first of all, let's just say it's it's a Brock Eats. And what? so roll the song. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Brock Eats. Beer and loathing. Brock Eats. Get more boards. Brock Eats. Brock Eats. Get more boards. All right, it's Brockies two weeks in a row. What a treat for our listeners and us! Boy, I just get down to that song. I'm just I'm I'm in an all new space in this uh, in the storage closet now. I'm, <laughs> I was just I just get down to that. Just it gets in me. It gets in me. My feet start to move. <laughs> you know, me and calf. Um, so my topic um, is we are going to determine in different phases here. This is just the first sixteen. We are going to determine. Between the three of us, between the Getmo Bros, between the number one rockers forever, what is the worst torture song in all of the Getmo Bros ear and loathing empire? Are you ready? Oh, yes, so I'm ready. Are you ready is... to get closer to your microphone? Yeah, please. Mic management. My please, please, guys. You. I'm begging you. I beg. I'm on my knees, beg. How is that better? <laughs> Some <laughs> consistency with yes. the microphone, please. Yeah. The, the listeners beg you. They want to hear the... you. That is the sweet spot, and uh, try to stay there. You're the sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have here. I think you're going to be playing. What? What are we? The first like this is the 16 first sixteen for the bracket. Then, oh, okay. Yeah, this is the first sixteen. Oh, of the, so episodes of, one through sixteen. One through sixteen. These are these are the songs that won every week, and we'll come up with a winner today. Okay, they're going head to head. They're going head to head, and then we'll come up with a winner. And then sometime past 32, I guess whatever the next one is for me, or if you guys want to do it, we'll do the second 16. And then we'll have the championship on that day. And we'll find out what is the worst torture song ever in the history of Ear and Loathing's <laughs> At least through episodes. episode 32. At least through episode 32. So are you ready to be part of this? Because there's some brawls here. I just, I'm shaking even looking at these. We are reliving all of the torture from the past. You are. And there's no... um. There's no, there's no, I did not, you know, do one against two, three against four. Oh, this you mixed is just them a, up. This is a random mix up. Yeah. Random mix up of things get things. You ready for number one? I am way ready. Okay. You're having my baby against <laughs> turn up the radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So turn up the radio. By autograph. I was talking that one, I think. Wasn't I? You were. You yeah. were. And you're having my baby, I think was me. I think I was I think I was tortured with that one. Yeah. And that's Paul Anka, of course. Right. <laughs> Jeez, this is a tough one. Yeah, they, they they're all tough, let me tell you. <laughs> These first 16 are no shit, my friends. <laughs> yeah, cuz we you got the disturbing uh pregnancy kind of like you didn't have an abortion whole thing, but then you've got turn up the radio, which is just an abortion itself. <laughs> 
because uh, no, which, which is like someone, which was like someone had maybe someone went ahead and had the baby, but it <laughs> turned into a serial killer. Maybe that's what. <laughs> yeah, uh, Aaron, do you have a, a thought on this one? Yeah, I feel like uh, uh, turn up the radio is the John Wayne Gacy of songs. <laughs> He's got fellas in his basement, and uh, they're not having a keg party. Yeah, if you take my meaning, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but. But uh, Paul Anka was just so fucking full of himself and so much of a shitty, shitty shitter kind of guy. The guys get shirts. Uh, uh, so I think that, uh, <laughs> I think that, uh, <laughs> isn't that from his thing? The guys yeah. get shirts. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you want to fuck with me on the bandstand? Um, I think that, <laughs> I th- <laughs> that's Buddy Rich. I think that, uh, I think that fucking Paul Anka was worse. I am going to make it a game, but I also think I believe this. I got to go turn up the radio. Hmm. Well, for me, this is, this is, I'm yelling from the shower. It's baby. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you being very disturbed by that song in the moment. And plus, you're, you don't mind songs like Turn Up the Radio. So, okay, fair enough. I don't mind that Paul Anka sucks worse than something else. It's fine with me. Okay. All right. Next, we're going to, uh oh, Naughty Girls Need Love 2 versus. Whew, the accidental racist. <laughs> uh, that song. That song. Brad Paisley and LL is worse. Yeah, I don't think you get a vote on this one, George. I uh, I, w- I was going to vote that anyway because that's just you know all due res- all due respect to uh, Samantha Fox and her jugs, but <laughs> she just didn't want to be there. That does that's not even a a fight against two people who really want to be there. Yeah. And they all yeah, are bad information. Well, and are solving a problem for us. Thank yeah. you, guys. Appreciate it. Took, you know, took a while to figure that out. Okay, moving on. All I want to do is make love to you against I want to sex you up. Oh. Uh, I want to sex you up is a shittier song. Uh, did you pair those together because they're both about sex? I did not. That just came out that way. Oh. I thought that yeah. was a nice. Oh, you should take credit for it anyway. I should. Good. Okay. Yeah. There's, it's two. It's two. It's two. Make well. One's making love, which we, as we know, is more of a, a lot. A lot of guys in the seventies and songs making love. It's, it's what you do with Raw Dog Cliff in a hotel. You goddamn right you do. Even if he, you don't care if he's trying to get to Indianapolis or not, <laughs> <laughs> or if he even wants to. No one ever asked him. Wow. You know. All <laughs> you know, right. Fuck. Bringing up Raw Dog Cliff, Aaron. I. You know. I, I, that gives me sentimental feelings for all I want to do is make love to you because he's a good friend and I feel for, yeah, it's feel also for a what happened song, to him. And he's still lost out somewhere on the road. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a, I say that uh, fucking color me bad or lamer. Yeah. And I'm, Damon. I'm gonna, I, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to mix it up again. Cause I actually do think that the heart song is worse. Okay. Um, sex you up for me. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, yeah! I saw that one coming. Yeah, it's a it's it's a bad one. Okay. Um. Oh shit. Okay, guys. I'm just gonna say it quickly. Answering machine versus smoke on the water. There it is. There it is. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm gonna let me start this one only because I know what Aaron's gonna say, and we'll and we'll uh, mix it up again. <laughs> it's answering machine by far. Smoke on the water is is dopey, but yeah, it's no, no answering, right. answering machine. machine. Answering machine is worse. Oh really? Yeah, oh. it's worse. Okay. It's worse. That's what I was going to say as well. <laughs> On my notes, Anne's mosh. <laughs> okay, moving on to the next round. MacArthur Park by Mr. Richard Harris, I believe, right? Versus, uh, yeah, versus 
Buns and blaze of glory. <laughs> Buns is way worse. I, mean, I love thinking about MacArthur Park now. I have a fucking black. I put it on casually for young friends when they're over. Uh, at least with Buns, you can, you know, even if you're forced to listen to it, you can, you still have a few hours of daylight left at the end of the song. With MacArthur Park. Yeah, but Park, the quality of that life. Might- it's not too good. <laughs> MacArthur Park, you might have to get an Airbnb and stay over. <laughs> so I'm going to, and plus, it's so fucking pretentious. You know, I never thought, Blaze of Glory is a really stupid song and, and uh, Buns is just an idiot, but it's not one of his worst songs. I, it's definitely Richard Harris. Okay, I'm going to break this tie because I think it is one of his worst songs. <laughs> <laughs> but and I was just thinking about what 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 the uh, who's 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 getting their gi out of their Jaguar to fight Richard <laughs> Harris on the lawn with the karate. I forget. Who was it? Oh, it was Richard Richard Burton. Or it was Richard Burton. Burton. Okay, it's Richard. Yeah, is that it right? Peter O'Toole. It's Peter O'Toole. Oh, Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole. Right. They're at the party. They're yeah. at the yeah. Ricky, Ricky Burton showed up, though, and he called Liz and said, God damn it. These guys, the boys, are the lads are on fire tonight. Yeah, the geese the are party. out. The yeah. geese are out. There's a lot of trouble happening. All right. What you got? Okay. What's up against... All she wants to do is dance. <laughs> oh, it's easy, dude. And What's I said, hey, worse. yay, yay. <laughs> What's up is worse, too. Yeah, let me think this through. I mean, I think that is the right answer, but I want to think about the Don Henley Because I can, I can calmly hate and, and be bemused by Don's fucking pretentious meanderings, but she is yelling at you with that fucking voice and that fucking insistence that you listen and that it's important yeah. and it's garbage. And you know, it just popped into my head as I was doing that same math was, oh my God, how I try. <laughs> and I tried. <laughs> oh my God, how I try. <laughs> what a hero she is. She's trying so hard. <laughs> Fuck off. No, and she prays too, I believe. She and I pray. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then but then she just lays in her bed under the covers. <laughs> That's how much she's trying. Yeah, Thanks it's, for everything. It's, it's her for sure. Yeah. I wonder what Pink's doing. Okay. What's <laughs> up is... The winner of that one. Okay, almost to the end here. Uh, first round, Run Joey Run versus... <laughs> I forgot about all these. I know. It, against It's in the Way That You Use It. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, the hand... This, uh, you go, you go, Damon. I guess it's probably not going to be a surprise for me. Yeah. Yeah, because Run Joey Run, you know, David Geddes was a good singer, the band was great. It was just that song was so fucking stupid, but not to the level of of Clapton by any stretch. Clapton, no, I, it's and, the clap. And, it's the yeah, clap. Totally. Yeah, totally. It's get the, the clap. clap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Asshole. Way did you use it? Okay. Um. Last one, and this is the motherfucker. We built this city versus <laughs> cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> Suck on that a while. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go? Why don't you go, Damon? We built this city versus cherry pie. Uh, both reprehensible, yeah, for different reasons. We built this city, yeah, to push. Um, we built this city, <laughs> yeah. At least there's. The, I'm trying to think of one thing, anything redeemable about either of them. And I think that that the that the Starship song has that kind of catchy chorus. It's a nice melody, accidentally. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, stop clock, right? Twice a day, blah blah blah. Oh, plays the mamba. Marconi plays the mamba. <laughs> and, and, not the lyrics, no, not the lyrics, but the uh, yeah, 
Don't you remember? That's but like they a cut nice. Cut your keyso out. How can you come on? <laughs> have your boys back. The worst, they no, cut cher- your I'm out. saying cherry pie. That song is just so fucking cheesy. Okay, Aaron, and what say you? Yeah, bizarrely, of the two, I think that that I, <laughs> I think cherry pie is more annoying. Really? Yeah. All yeah. right. That that is that is the surprise for me because I was I was going all the way with built this city. Well, that's I not think surprising, that, George. I mean, compared for you to say that between well, those two, perhaps, perhaps, but even even I think built this city might be the worst song on this list for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you put it up against the wrong one if you wanted. I guess it to I win. did. I guess I did. All right, moving on to round two, fellas, quickly. The deuce. You're having my baby versus accidental racist. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> You're accidentally mm. having my accidental racist baby. Both mm. are both are an illegal hate crime uh, in this in the United States now. <laughs> um, yeah, accidental racist for me for sure. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least at least there's something like Jesus. There's something like I don't I don't know. Yeah, there, between the two, somehow that uh, racist one is worse. <laughs> I was listening to your mental math, trying to get to something about Paul. Yeah, I couldn't. I had to just stop. I said, Whatever. <laughs> oh, how about the girl? How about what's her name? The the singer. She was nice. I liked her voice. Yeah. No, she was better. She's the best. Best. Yeah, she classed oh, up the joint. Oh, right, right. Yes, there's there's yeah. a woman in there with him. I forgot yeah. that part. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She she'd like you to forget it too. <laughs> is that the one with the shut the the slut shaming? No, no. That that was, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was Charlene. Charlene. That was Charlene. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on. So uh, I want to sex you up versus answering machine. <sighs> I want to hear Aaron's thoughts. It wasn't bad enough. We had to deal with these songs once. Now we got to relive it. <laughs> we Thanks, do. George. We do. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was living a life uh, uh, clean, thrown clear. It's not, what, um, that's, it's not what being number one rockers forever is about, Aaron. So uh, this is an uh, answering machine and fucking uh, what now? Sex I want to sex up. you up. Um, I'd be good not here. I, I think answering machine is funny enough to me so that if I heard it again, I could laugh. But I would immediately turn I want to sex you up off because I just think now of that dopey dude all, all fucked up and trying to light the candles and then burning himself. And he's just so dumb. All of them are they're just all stupid. His candles, oh, his, his, his candles lit his day bed on fire. Isn't that what we decided? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking set his taint on fire trying to make it with right. his old lady. He Boy, has we're we're going to get a letter from Josh. I'll tell you that. We're getting a letter from Josh. <laughs> he did it out of order. That was the funny part. Was that yeah, he, yeah, exactly. he, he, he should have lit the candle before he got, got down to, to the sex. It's a dumb song and, by dumb guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So answering machine versus I want to sex you up. And Aaron sex you up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, you know, here's the funny thing is, is I think I can tolerate the sex you up song. Like Rupert just thought he was so fucking clever. He's almost like <laughs> grinning through all his, his, almost. uh, yeah, his, you know, his chorus. You know, he's smiling like a fucking village idiot. He, loves, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he knows he's hilarious. Yeah. He, yeah. He thinks he's so fucking clever. So oh. I'm, I'm going with answering machine. Oh, and Smosh wins again for sure, and he's he's just grinning like a jackass through his bearded fucking Steve Yeager glasses. <laughs> you know, he went out with he, he went out and had fucking uh, pina coladas with Bish afterwards. <laughs> with who? Who's Bish? What's that? Stephen Bishop. Oh, Bish! I mean, Bish had some pina coladas after that. <laughs> and Smosh. <laughs> Okay, uh, Blaze of Glory versus Why are you What's shouting? Up? 
I don't, cause I'm excited. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Blaze of Glory versus What's Up. Yeah, What's Up for sure for me. Yeah, easily. Okay, that's it. To me, that was I was I was going to go with with uh, Blaze of Glory on that too, but I got a special hard heart for uh, for buns on that one. <laughs> okay, and um, let's see. It's in the way that you use it versus cherry pie. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. This is when it gets tough. It, it, we're getting down to it. This is, you know, this is into the semifinals, guys. I have an answer, uh, but I, I think I've blurted out more than you have, Damon, so you should go first. Okay. Uh, let's see. So cherry pie, how annoying. You know what? I'm going to quote a great man who once said, you know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> You know, Eric Clapton, <laughs> that guy, you know, just for the fact that, you know, he is such a such a racist, you know, science denying dumb fuck and shitty guitar player, too, by the way. <laughs> fuck him. Yeah. Fuck just, that just, guy. Keep, just keep piling on. I want more things. <laughs> he's a shitty guitar player. He's a racist homophobe. <laughs> Who are the what was the other song? Cherry Pie. Yeah. I think that at least the, the, the guys in that band in Warrant. Probably all got vaxxed. They probably all, you know, believe that <laughs> we went to the moon and believe that people are created equal unless you're a stripper. <laughs> they believe that. Yeah. You know, I, I believe that Janny's in heaven. You know, it's not too far sure, away. Sure. <laughs> nice. Nice one. All right. We going with the clap here? Yes, yeah. for sure. Okay. Oh, here we so Pretty easy now. I know how this is going to end up. Oh, and I don't. Accidental races versus Ansmosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, misguided racism trumps. Uh, fuck, we can't even use that word anymore. Fucking A. <laughs> misguided racism will always. Uh, best. Will always best. <laughs> uh, outdated technology. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm, going yeah. with, I'm going with our pals, Brad and Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, th- those guys want to have a beer together, but I'd rather have a, a pina colada with bish and root. So, <laughs> so I'll say that uh, an- uh, answering machine is, or, or uh, I'm sorry, that uh, racist is worse. Yeah. Okay. Accidental racist. All right. And in the uh, other semifinal, what's up against it's in the way that you use it? Holy shit. This is now, a- now we're, now we're talking now, 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 now clap dog has some real, real competition. Competition. He does. He does. Huh. I got it. Uh, you go, Damon. Uh, I'm still thinking. Uh, Would it help Jesus. you if I went? Yeah, well, you can go. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's fucking shouting Linda Perry is worse. <laughs> <laughs> she just is. <laughs> and she's like, Clapton just uses one dumb voice. <laughs> Linda Perry used 19. Yeah, and they're all annoying. Yeah, one for each stanza. <laughs> Uh, one for each personality. Right, well, uh, it's it's going to be on you, Damon, because I, I, you know, I when we started this in the way that you use it was just a, sort of a benign song to me. Yeah. But you guys really fucked me up with that, and I don't remember if I was in the Georgia Chamber or not. But I fucking hate that now. So boy, don't you know? Yeah, boy, boy, don't you know? It's and a boy. if you lie, you will do that. <laughs> I like the, the way it starts right away. Yeah. It's in the and it's. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I don't know how I don't have that as my ringtone. It's actually. <laughs> and Kath is born from that. It's just, it's just a fucking. 
it's just so in the the cover of him in his Miami Vice suit and the whole fucking. So thing. you're saying, so like, it's like when they say that I think in uh, the Omen, Damien was born of a jackal. So yes. like that song is the jackal that spawns everything else. Yeah, it, pr- pretty well. Other. Yeah, that's I, you guys convinced me of that I'd never thought of it. It just sort of something that was you know went by. I knew what it was, but it wasn't. I've seen dark skies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm i'm clap i got the clap on that so damon you it's up to you well when it comes to the validity of these of of our answers nobody's right if everyone's wrong <laughs> no that's true <laughs> write that down oh shit it's been written down. oh shit so hey Get Cooch, Robbie on the phone Cooch, write that down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> um all so right i said so, i said perry was worse yeah he, yeah, yeah. yeah he's and he said clapton and yeah. i'm having a hard time with this one because i want to send a message to clapton because i'm pretty sure he's a listener oh yeah you know he sure. is and uh and he, i i want him to know this isn't my answer by the way i'm just talking this through sure i want him to know that his song is worse than linda perry's he needs to know that even though i don't know <laughs> if that's true i just want him to think that i just want him to know that this <laughs> Do you know what you hate this song? Everybody hates this song, okay? You're worse than that. <laughs> okay, put it this way. The mm-hmm. fact that the second you hear the first, the intro of Clapton makes us laugh. Mm-hmm. And and when Linda Perry starts singing, it horrifies us. Yeah. I think, you know, at least there's like a, a, a little like just nugget of, of comedy we get out of Clapton. And Linda Perry, there's just nothing funny going that's on there. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, my point. It's, it's just yeah. a really just a, a horrible experience. So I got to go with Linda. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's up? It is. Well, that's a, and, and by the way, good emotional analysis, Damon. Yeah. You really broke it down. Good. Mature. Good. You, Mature. You went through it. You got yeah. through it. You know, you got through it. And uh, that's what yeah. it's about. All right. So let's quit fucking around. Accidental races versus what's up? Holy what is shit! Gonna be? What the fuck is it going to be? Holy shit! <laughs> this is this is one of the greatest brackets of all time. If we end up with these two, yeah, this is as a, the finals. This is a, it's a battle of titans. Yeah, <laughs> I have no, an answer. There's no bad answer. Yeah, I have an answer, and I'm sure of it too. Okay, lay it on us then. It's Linda Perry, fucking, and it's not even close to quote uh, Andrew Lawrence Levy. It's not close. Not from uh, the shower? Are you quoting from the shower? Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, shower thoughts with Andrew Levy. <laughs> now there's a you podcast. Know, um, yeah, no, I think it's fucking way, 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 way bad. I mean, they're both fucking asinine and violently stupid and bad. And But honestly, it's more painful. It's befuddling to listen to the racist song go like, what the fuck are they doing? It's wild. Is, is, you're like, is anyone that stupid? Oh yeah, I yeah. guess they are. Yeah, it's, it hurts because they're so dumb, and you're trying to figure it out. And I wonder <laughs> if they could they possibly be being incredibly clever? Is this like a bit? You know, and and but you know, it's not. So that's depressing. But like, she's just painful <laughs> to listen to. I, yeah, I, I'm with the same. I guess with the reverse logic, I think the because the accidental racists, they are so not realizing what they've done and they're actively doing it. She thought she was writing a good song when she did that. Yeah. But if you, if you have to listen to one or the other one is one hurts me, the other one <laughs> bums me out. The other one actually hurts my, 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 you're, my, you're ear. beyond emotion. It's just, you're just yeah. pain and you need to get away from it. Yeah. It's like your car <laughs> okay. is rolled okay. over my foot. There's no, there's no, you're, there's no logic left here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're, I, Aaron breaks I hear what out you're in, a, in a rash when, yeah. when, <laughs> I get hives. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, Damon. Well, I'm racist. He's uh, he's what's up. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to do some other math that we employ here on Ear and Loathing, which okay. is which one did more damage? Oh, to, well, that's to, obvious. What's up? Dude. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah, I, and I think one, like, nobody heard the other one. I don't remember what the exact numbers were, but I know that accidental racist was. I don't made. It, I don't quote me on this, but like in the 30s or something in on the country charts, I think. There's zero cultural impact for that. I know yeah, none of you, us even knew until you accidentally found it. You didn't yeah. know. And Aaron and I had never heard of it. I don't think, right, Aaron? No, I've never heard of it. I, yeah, yeah, I thought it was another song altogether, in fact. Yeah, right. So so I think <laughs> Linda Perry and Four Non Blondes have done more sort of societal damage uh than than our pals Brad and, and LL. So it looks like Linda's the winner. Linda's yeah! the winner, man. <laughs> <laughs> and in the winner's circle is Linda Perry with What's oh my Up? God. And I said, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I pray you the shangle for a revolution. I'm really curious about who she ends up, you know. Oh my God, I will pray. Who does she go up against in, in, uh, in what is it, 17 through 30, episode 17 yeah. through 32? I haven't sorted well, that out yet. Yeah. I haven't sorted that out yet. But right. for now, when Linda is in the winner's circle or the torture circle, the loser's circle, wherever you want to say, she's the worst. It's the worst. George, what you, as you recall, like we get these messages from fans all the time. They are always asking, hey, you guys, you've done, you know, a couple dozen episodes at this point, a little bit more. What is the worst song so far that you can come up with? And uh, guess what? Now all the listeners can say this. I have my answer. I have my answer. <laughs> Get out of the car! So that was a very inspired uh, game there, and I'd like to take us out of it because uh, we should hear it again. Brackets. 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 I like the first guy. It almost sounds like he's just being matter of fact. Brackets. Yeah. <laughs> Brackets. Brackets. What? Brackets. Yeah. What? Brackets. What? Comes along with a shrug, like Brackets. Brackets. <laughs> My very want? own Brackets. <laughs> so yeah, there you go, George. That was nice. And so I guess we're gonna have to wait another. What would that be? Like four or five episodes till we get to the. Uh, what, what what number are we on today? 29? 29, so we're going to wait. Uh, yeah, we need, 30, we, 31, 32, so 33 would be our, when we'll do this again. Yeah, sometime after 33, we're going to get the uh, the next round, along with the winner of the, the face-off. Yeah. Yes. The worst one. Yep. So very good. I like that a lot. Yeah, and that uh, now that we've had our fun, it's time to have something that's not quite as fun, uh, something that you guys George. might know as, uh, what the fuck is it? There it is. Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not gonna bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm gonna torture you anyway. Suffering. Suffering. Anguish. Pain. Torture. That's right, George is in the torture chamber. Here I am, cod piece on, ready to get kicked in the balls. <laughs> Adding more fuel to that next round of brockets. Oh, yeah. So, um, who's going first? I, I know for a fact that I'm going first, because uh, 
let's see. Aaron went first. Who went? Who did we do last time? Me. So yeah, Aaron went first with uh, with Victor. Humboldt. Oh, with Victor Humboldt and his letter to his son. Yeah. Right. His glue-sniffing failure of a song. Because okay. she's a woman. <laughs> Your mother loves you because she's an idiot and a woman. Just the same thing. She would, wouldn't she? Probably hopped up on Julio Gallo. <laughs> we expected that much from her. <laughs> And her vagina. <laughs> and those pills she takes to, quote, deal with me. <laughs> Could you imagine being around the house with that, that oh, guy? Dude. Jesus. He just eats ham. All he eats is ham. Ham. It's, it's yeah, it. right. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, morning, noon, and night. <laughs> More ham, Angela. <laughs> he puts ham in his coffee. <laughs> okay, he has ham and bourbon it. sandwiches. <laughs> Lundberg. All right. Okay, here we go. All right, George. So we are going to take you back to 1968. Okay. And I've been sitting on kind of a pile of these, which I'm going to file under the, it was a different time department. Okay. <laughs> and you're doling them out now? I'm yeah. the first lucky recipient yeah. <laughs> of this category. Right. Okay. <laughs> So let's get this one going. I'll have some thoughts for you. It's actually mercifully a very short song because it, it's it's from uh, from that era when they were just writing quick little hit singles. So here you go. Okay. Welcome to Loretta Lynn. I was going to say Tammy Wynette, Loretta Lynn. <laughs> Loretta Lynn and your squaw is on the warpath. <laughs> wow. I couldn't understand what the hell she was saying. I'll tell you that first verse. <laughs> okay, Because the lyrics, the lyrics are, are magnifique, as they yeah. say. Uh, well, your pet name for me is squaw. When you come home a-drinking and can barely crawl, and all that loving on me won't make things right. Now, this is where we roll into the... Uh, the different time. Will you leave me at home to keep the teepee clean? Six <laughs> six papooses to break and wean. While your squaw is on the warpath tonight. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... I, I I can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> I counted throughout throughout the song, not counting the repeating the, the bridge and, and this first verse at the end of the song, 11 distasteful references to Native Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, is fire water anywhere in here? <laughs> well, I'm going to say, I wonder if the, the guy who comes home drinking, if there's going to be a fire water reference. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, you hit that pretty, one on the head. Pretty George. sure. Yeah. I would, I would think. <laughs> so just a quick little thought about this, this, uh, this first verse and, you know, tagline we just heard. Mm. The, the fact that she has six papooses that she has to break and wean implies that... <laughs> Uh, Native Americans don't raise kids. They break them like animals. <laughs> I guess. Strike 12. <laughs> Jesus. And also, um, oh. if you guys remember, there's some episode. 
Oh, it was the Elvis episode, Aaron, where you, you played the uh, Char- Good Time Charlie song. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you about my uh, loathing, ha ha ha, for the, the stiff white-ass bastards we called the Jordanaires. Guess who's singing the backup vocals, including trying to sound like Native Americans? Your squaw is on the warpath tonight. <laughs> it's those pricks are back. <laughs> they're, they're background they're more racist. <laughs> their background vocals like we need more wampum. <laughs> wow. George is gonna George is gonna like hop on board the the, uh, the Native American terms. All right, here we go. I'm one eighth wine dot. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Check his papers. All right, one sixteenth. Right. <laughs> Here we go with uh, verse two. Well, I found out a big brave chief. The game you were hunting for ain't beef. Get off of my hunting ground. Get out of my sight. This award ain't some doing means I'm fighting mad. You don't need no more of what you've already had. Your squaw is on the wall tonight. <laughs> Base. Your squall is on the board. God so, damn it! So, so let me tell you that verse too, because I, I I want to uh, just revel in these in in this uh, this different time of lyric writing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I found out a big brave chief. The I, I guess I got bad lyrics from the from the internet. What a surprise! Anyway, uh, a big bad bad chief. The game you're hunting for ain't beef. Get off my hunting grounds and get out of my sight. This war dance I'm doing means I'm fighting mad. You need no more of what you already had. Your squaw is on the warpath tonight. tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she got she got warpath in there. The big brave chief, which is her her drunk husband, and the game the game you're hunting for. He's you know and on the hunting grounds and also the war dance she got in there. Jesus. Um, <laughs> what about the beef? It, it, he he's so. Well, she had to I rhyme understand. something with chief. That was just a. You know. oh, she is. She is using the entire buffalo of, uh, of uh, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What? What she's saying, George, is, and this, these lyrics are actually her, her point of this whole thing. I believe is uh, he's out getting some strange. He's out drinking with the boys and picking up other girls. Oh. And and she says so. She's saying you know you, then you come home and you try to be romantic with me. But one of the lines is, you need no more of what you've already had. I mean, dude, you already got laid tonight, or at least got some kissing and loving. So get the fuck away from me. I'm home with the kids. I think that's what she's saying here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, w- I, was, I was thinking a little bit opposite. I was thinking she's got six papooses, you know, already. Yeah. And apparently he's come home and, you know, slobbered on her and fall, fell on top of her drunk other times. And she's not interested anymore because yeah. she doesn't need another fucking papoose. George, George, <laughs> yeah. it's layered. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's. You're both right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why mention the past? So she, why mention the papoose? You know, if he, there's no, there's no indication he's cheating yet. You know, I just, I picture no. him down at the VFW or something, like off hanging up the payphone after she's yelling and going to his buddies, like, oh, "That's my squaw. She's on the warpath. I gotta get out of here, fellas." Um. <laughs> Yeah, well, she okay. So far, she's implying, but I think she's going to get right to the point in the next verse. Okay, let's do it. And and I think just right off the bat, we're going to get your little reference from earlier, George. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> verse three, and I'll I'll stop it and see what you guys think. Here we go. I think this is the part where you do like an Indian rain dance around the living room. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Who's the racist butthole who wrote this? 
Uh, that would be Loretta Lynn, the racist butthole. She wrote it. God, Lorette's. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. You know. She was born a coal miner's daughter, but also a racist. <laughs> Wasn't she and pregnant her... at 14? I mean, you know, I don't know. <laughs> she was born a racist butthole. <laughs> I was born a racist. Yeah, that actually would have been a better lyric. A That's racist a flip side. butthole. I hate Indians. I'm a racist butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Loretta. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, we're coming out of the solo and getting into the verse three. Okay. Well, that far water that you've been drinking makes you feel bigger. The chief you're shrinking since you've been on that love making that. Okay, I need to dis- <laughs> decipher that line because I've been having yeah. tr- trouble yeah. with it. Yeah, so she ahead. says, the fire water that you've been drinking. Makes you feel bigger, but chief, you're shrinking. I I think she's referring to his apparatus, uh, his dong, ha- whiskey, yeah. whiskey dick. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then she says, since you've been on that love making diet, so okay, let's say, you know, he's been banging her obviously at least six times because they've got the six papooses. Sure. And and then, but then she's also accusing him of banging other chick. So why is that a diet? It sounds like he's been having like no, but they're saying like a steady diet of poon. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't that doesn't mean like he's on a diet. He has plenty of it. Oh, it's a steady diet. But you're, when yeah. you're on a diet, Aaron. No, you're... but no, but yeah, I understand that. But it also means what is it? A synonym? Yeah, uh, a steady uh, diet onion? of this. Yeah, yeah you're on a steady yeah, diet of booze. Yeah, yeah, say yeah constant, right. constant booze. You know, since she should have said then, since you've been on that steady love making. I don't know. It just okay, she's a racist butthole. What sense. do you want? Yeah, racist buzzholes don't always think through their lyrics. No. I, well, she's putting her foot down. Either way, she's putting her foot down. Because she's the squaws on the warpath tonight. Now, yeah. Damon, what's the part where I, I'm not hearing the part where he's cheating on her? Where, where's that part? Well, the steady diet of lovemaking he's been doing. With she's saying, like she already said in the earlier one that you, something you've been getting out. What did she say? You need no more of what you've already had. So George thinks that that line is just like you already banged me last night. Do we have to do? This yeah, again? that's what I think. She's putting her foot down and saying you're not coming home drunk and and, and falling on top of me. That's again. that's not accurate. I think that you I think, think so? that he's no. I think that he's doing all the above, uh, or at least she believes that he is. Yeah. Okay. You know, she's probably just hopping mad because she's fucking dealing with these six goddamn kids, uh, and he's out. You know, good time Charlie ended up. Yeah. To quote Natalie Bibbidon. And, and she's uh and she's uh and she's burping and weaning these kids and she's had enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she's 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 saying that he's out there Tomcat. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, no. So, so all right, uh, let's hear the rest. All right. Yeah, we're this is this tune is uh is a shorty, so we're almost we're coming. Thank God. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more stop the racism now. <laughs> here we go. Now I think she just she just kind of crowbarred that old piece because she was going. I need one more Indian term. What can I be? Because like that line doesn't make any sense. I get that like he's trying to. He, she's claiming that he's trying to make amends with her by handing her the old piece pipe, but that, that was just wedged in there. Don't you guys think she had to have an ending? Yeah, it's also it's also uh, more uh, innuendo. The old like piece lay, pipe. lay in the pipe. <laughs> the old piece pipe. Hey, I'm a little the old hey, piece pipe. How about you smoking the piece hey. pipe? You'll feel better. <laughs> I couldn't help but hear you were using the term, so rather than stop, I figured I'd pile on, baby. 
Honey, if you want to have sex, pull my peace pipe once. If you don't want to have sex, pull my peace pipe a hundred times. Times. <laughs> Sorry, I was just uh, repurposing an old joke. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Back to vaudeville. <laughs> you know who fucking loved this song with Wild Abandon and had a jukebox and only had this on it is John Wayne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably so. His house of fucking Orange County, just fucking spinning it and spinning it. Arr, 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 arr. Drunk out in his dock in Newport Harbor or whatever. <laughs> yeah, him and fucking Forrest Tucker just fucking. Bop, 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 bop. It's getting to be goddamn ridiculous. God, let's call Chad Everett. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So okay. uh, we're gonna roll out here, and she's gonna repeat the uh, the first verse about uh, the big chief and the beef and all that. Here we go. <laughs> well, big well, chief beef. A big brave chief. The game you were hunting for ain't beef. Get off of my hunting grounds and get out of my sight. This award ain't some doing means of fighting mad. You don't need no more of what you've already had. Just war is on the war path tonight. Yeah, you war. Off to their next clan meeting. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Come on, guys! And there's some sort of vague attempt at doing like an Indian kind of tribal drum beat and and an arrangement, and it's just it's just kind of a failure. The whole thing is <laughs> no, and stupid. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one oh. thing more. In the studio, in the same way that when when artists do like fucking Christmas songs and shit, they put up fucking Christmas lights and shit in the studio. Yeah. And yep, yeah. I don't have to tell you what they were doing in the fucking studio. They all had headdresses yeah. on. Yeah, they all the, the, the Jordanaires all put and they, it was a big cut up and so funny and the, right. the engineer stopped and laughed and <laughs> yeah, totally Just fucking cunt ass honkies. Just <laughs> not not clever, not funny, not anything. And I whatever. Aaron, you're, I'm I'm glad you said that because uh, I have a little more information about the song before we move on. Oh. Uh, it's, it's from the album call, called "Your Squaws on the Warpath," November nice. 1968. Nice. And you'll never guess what the cover artwork is. <sighs> Loretta just dressed up as an Indian squaw. <laughs> I think the Gitmo Bros are about to get a text from me. <laughs> oh, no. With the cover art, and and I I found not only is this the album cover. But I found, uh, and she. Uh, by the way, guys, she has, <laughs> she, she has red face, and I'm not making say, that, that term that, up. That, that is not anywhere near her skin tone. Yeah, that's that's uh, red face, An th- which is a term for like blackface when someone right. you know. And it, it was a term <laughs> used mostly, obviously, back in the '50s when they would have you know cowboy movies and they would fight so-called Indians. But uh, there's a whole photo shoot that happened where, <laughs> not only like is she on a horse. And, uh, and, and at one point there's a shot of her, you know, kind of giving a dirty look to a, 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 a white guy in, in basically Indian chief clothes. And he's sitting down in front of a fire in front of a teepee, you know, with a teepee behind him and a fire in front of him. And, uh, and she's like kind of giving a stern look, obviously a picture they didn't use for this album cover, but, uh, you can see that she, she did go all out on the costume. Yeah. And the makeup, as you said, I'm yeah. zooming in here and this is, uh, yeah, it's hard to believe that's uh, Loretta Lynn. How come she was <laughs> dropping the G's off those other uh, words, and the G is is on taking, taking the place of my man, but it's sneaking in and let me go, you're hurting me. 
But she left the G on taken. Why not taken? Uh, taken. I would call that bad copy editing. Yeah, probably. Well, well and, and obviously, you know, Harper Valley PTA was the hit off this album. Why isn't it called Harper Valley PTA? Because <laughs> I, I, I was expecting a cover like this. There'd be some other, you know, Native American related songs. So, oh, let me finish the thought then, George. All right. <laughs> by the way, Harper Valley PTA was her cover. There was a, it was a pop hit somewhere by someone oh, else. Okay. So she right. just covered it. But, um... The song on here, uh, you can see on there, it's called Kalija. And that is a song written, she's covering oh. a, a, a Hank Williams song. And it's about a wooden Indian named Kalija. And uh, <laughs> guess what? The, the wooden Indian is in love with an Indian girl who, you know, is across the street or something. And uh, one of the lyrics of Kalija is... Poor old Kalija, he never got a kiss. He don't know what he missed. Is it any wonder his face is red? Jesus. <laughs> what, so he's embarrassed? I guess. He's oh, embarrassed whatever. he never got a kiss or something? Because he's a virgin? <laughs> wooden Indian? I don't know. <laughs> he was, he's an inanimate piece. He was carved from, uh, you know, a mighty yeah. redwood. But, I, guys, I have to say this is because I like to be honest with my Gitmo bros and my listeners. I, I think Loretta Lynn looks fucking hot in this picture. As yeah, distasteful as it is. I was am just I, say, am I wrong about I might, that? I might, no, I might, I might need to step out for a minute. It, it's the dress, yeah, <laughs> for sure. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen pictures of Loretta Lynn before, and this is the hottest picture I've ever seen of Loretta Lynn. <laughs> I gotta were you, say. Were you, were you Damon, uh, in the studio that night? Uh, I, was, I was the one who well? applied the red face. There you go. <laughs> I was the makeup That's artist. That's why your face was so red? And Gary, George's hairdresser, was the uh, was doing hair that, that day. He he braided. He made sure hair. you looked good and racist. <laughs> so there you go, boys. Uh, your squaw is on the warpath from the. It was a different time department. You can expect more of those because I have plenty. Uh, and well, so there you go. Also, uh, it, it just occurs to me that that since they decide to to name it the whole album this this. They obviously thought this was really clever. This strikes me as something like, you know, housewives had to listen to this and the husband would play it for them and they go, oh, that's so clever, honey. You're right. Like they had to pretend they liked this song. Yeah, this is the story it's, of us. It's, it's very clever. It's very, they think this is a very clever and then we'll put her in this outfit and we'll call the whole album that and everyone will think it's very clever and funny. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I get like, and I'm sort of saying that facetiously, like it was a different time. And I, I will give some people a pass just because like they didn't know any better, blah, blah, blah. But it is ear and loathing. We do have to like, point out these ridiculous songs from the past. And uh, that song really is sort of awful. And uh, if you look at it from a modern context, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, very offensive. But if you just look at it, if you were in 1968, you'd go, what the fuck is she talking about <laughs> shut the fuck up this is ridiculous but uh there you go uh george a little well Lore thanks Damon. for you <laughs> i really appreciate that aaron what do you have <laughs> jesus christ well um uh let's this 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 falls under the, if damon's is under the it was a different time category i'm going to say that uh that this was a different time as well when we were fascinated as a people with uh, tragedy set paradoxically to upbeat major chord numbers. <laughs> okay. And this one is a sneaking, as a tragedy that sneaks up on you, and there's no sense of foreboding because there's no minor chords or anything. Indeed, it sounds like somebody's going to fucking 
heading off to market to buy a cow or something like that. Like it's, <laughs> it, it, it sounds like they're having a fucking blast of their lives. And indeed they are right until the end. And it's, it's weird, weird. And this was, this was a, it was a hit two times over once for the, for the pop heads and once for the uh, country heads. And we're going to listen to the pop song. Cause it's, they're really the same, frankly, but the, the pop one is a little bit more strange and upbeat considering the doom that's about to come your way. Uh, so you said you said it's from an era. What year? It's nineteen seventy-five, I think. Okay, I think it's nineteen seventy-five, mid seventies. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. send. I'm gonna send the lyrics uh, as soon as you start the song because uh, you should. I'm having a little hard time pulling out the uh, the lyrics when you're playing it, so I want you to all know how weird <laughs> this is. Okay, so, Love so it. hit Here. the number. Here we go. Here we Getting go. it on. It's such a super way. Like it sounds like a, a fucking blast, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're having a good time here. Yeah, this is this sounds great. Yeah, and it sounds sort of like it's it's a it's like a fucking uh, commercial. You know, they put like for standard brands paints or something where they're like fucking <laughs> putting paint on each other's noses and having a blast fucking painting the rumpus room. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this is great. I'm reading these lyrics and I got just the the, the bottom half of Loretta Lynn in the same screen. This is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm thinking about getting it on in a special way with with uh with in a super in a super way. It's, got, super it's way. got this really peppy beat and they drop uh they drop the backbeat out uh uh for the for the uh pre-chorus which is kind of kind of interesting. <clears throat> so let's okay. let's listen to this peppy okay. peppy good times. Okay, right. let's hear it. Yeah. I like how it's met four springs ago like this Shakespearean <laughs> way of saying. Yeah, I know, it's like get it over it. <laughs> weirdo. They're in such a So, okay, so who's Rocky? The, That's the Ro- fella? Rocky is Rocky's the fella, yeah, and the uh, and so he yeah, he's telling you about um he and, he met this gal and they're having a, they're having the fucking time of her life, uh, and she says the only concern I have is that I've never been in love before, but uh, you know I feel like together we can get through it, and uh, so, you know so like all right they're they they've discussed it they're fucking rational adults, uh they're weighing their options maybe maybe it would be better to uh, to stay apart but we're having so much fun. Um, what could go wrong? <laughs> and they got it on in a super way. They got yeah. it on in such a super, super way. way. Yeah, like, traded, traded dreams, etc. So it's not just this getting it on. You know, they're trading dreams. Yeah, this song is I coming to you, by the way, from uh, uh, Lil Ronnie Johnson, um, and uh, it's the song that that's who wrote it. Mm-hmm. And but the but the guy, <laughs> it's Austin Roberts, is the guy who's doing this song, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a picture of Austin Roberts. I'm and, seeing okay. his, his face on the on the video. Oh my god! Yeah, no, he looks like Rocky Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say. For achievement in ra- math, Rocky Dennis. For achievement in science, Rocky Dennis. For ge- <laughs> he, he looks like Ken Burns' less successful brother. <laughs> oh God! 
yeah. He looks. Uh, no, he looks like a, he looks like a he looks like a guy that should be in the Moody Blues, right? Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I Steve guess I'm Moody. reading too much into the song so far because it sounds like there's going to be a big payoff from what Aaron described, but I can't figure out. Are they doing it, or is he talking her into do it? And she's kind of, you know, no, they're doing it. They're, do they're, it? They're, yeah, there's, there's, there's uh, some evidence of that later. They, they are doing it, and he's having a blast. They're getting. But what it is on she scared of them? Like the actual, lo- yeah, she's just never, in, love? in love. It being in love, just because okay. So she can thing. bone all day. With, yeah, no, with, she's uh, down to bone with Rocky. She's into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like she, she'll take Rocky's meat. Yes, <laughs> as long as, uh, as long as she can make a decision about love later. That's right. I guess. Right, right. And she, she's just concerned about what does that mean? This is an adult moment we're having here. Okay. Well, they both mm. sound like geniuses. They are. <laughs> they're young. They're young. Look, they're young. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Yeah, so if the world ends, it's A-OK. Okay. Wait, what did she just... Wait, what happened? He's saying that, like, hey, lady, even if the world ends, it's going to be all right. He's speaking in platitudes to her. What the fuck could possibly happen? We're oh, boning, so we're, we're having a blast. Right. Yeah. Well, there, there's the there's the setup, even though we don't know it's the setup yet, right? Mm-hmm. 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 What could possibly go wrong? 1975. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. house, and you would not Oh, now they're buying a house together. Yeah, they bought yeah, a house. Yeah, great one. Yeah, they, yeah, they took class and they took classes in the days. About to tell you about, it. and then he's going to go to the commercial uh, images that I painted earlier. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> his standard paint, his standard mm-hmm. brand. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm so fucking lost. Even though the lyrics are right in front of my face, I thought they were going to go do it in the old gray house, like in an abandoned house where they could get some action. But I well, guess they're yeah, they're, they're moving just, in together. I get moving, it. Now. They're moving yeah, forward yeah. with life. Right, the yeah. love yeah. is blooming. Yeah. This is okay. like le- leaping from milestone to milestone and leaving Damon behind. Yeah, and let's assume <laughs> let's assume they've got a steady diet of uh, <laughs> of, of nightly boning. Let's assume that. Let's assume yeah. that. Yeah, he's he's giving her the old Rocky, <laughs> the little Rocky, the old one too. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Okay. To classes in the day, painting walls and sipping wine, sleeping on the floor. Okay, and is is there ever been written on on the face of this fucking Blig Blue Marble a more seventies? lyric than what we just heard painting walls <laughs> sipping wine and sleeping on the floor no there hasn't fucking hippie god if damn they it had sandals in there somewhere we'd Shut have a perfect the lyric <laughs> sipping wine asshole that 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 you it, if your hair is straight or kinky as soon as you read that it becomes feathered and parted in the middle <laughs> what the hell happened it does. You saw. I saw the Apuka shell song. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you look like Mister Clean on the back of George's jacket, like a feathered hair sprouts out of your head sprouts like a right chia out, pet. Even if you look like Juan Epstein from Welcome Back, Carter, it suddenly goes poof. Ah. And, and, and by the way, Damon cheers because he's up in Santa Cruz and he can hang around with the cool older kids. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Finally. But then my mom swoops in with her scissors. <laughs> it gives you bangs. And yeah, then you look like Alfred E. Newman again. God damn it. No, you look like Austin Jackson or whatever yeah, this guy's oh, no. 
All right, so things are looking pretty good. They're painting, sipping We're wine. They got a nice what? buzz on. on the floor. Sleep They're homeowners. Floor. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's 1975 and they're fucking hippies. He doesn't say anything about going to the first Citizens Federal and getting a home. They, they're probably just crashing. But you know, Yeah, they're squatters. Do, pull, pull well, they the found squat. a house. They yeah. found a house. Okay, right. <laughs> no one happened yeah. to be here at the time. They were in Fort Lauderdale. We met a guy named Charles Manson. He showed us what was... All right. <laughs> All right, so we're having a blast, having the time of our okay. lives. Okay. All right, here we go. So much love for just two. Soon we found there'd be one more. Okay, hold on now. <laughs> right, yeah, so, now she, so she, she just found out she's going to have a kid. Yeah. Yeah, There's right. going to be one more. So much so, love for two. Yeah, uh, science dictates that they have done it at least once. One time. Yeah, she puts out once. Unlike Loretta, who's done it at least six times with all her papooses. <laughs> well, she's had just yeah. about enough. Yeah, well, that's so, so then she's got she's got some misgivings, and she's going to tell you about it now. She's going to tell Rocky about it. Okay, yeah, she's she's got a lot on her mind, doesn't she? She's she, it's a very tender time. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, now stop it. All okay. right, now. 1975. Uh, you know, like th- like things are in fucking. My impression of 1975 and 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 years like it is that was it just fucking too good? Like, what is with the? There's always the fucking the sword of Damocles in every fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hanging over everything, and they fucking love it. They love it. They get off on it. Like they okay. they fucking love it. I'm imagining like 50 different scenarios how this how this is going, what direction yeah. this is going to go in. <laughs> yeah, I just I I'm not looking ahead at the lyrics. By the way, yeah. I don't know about you, George, but I want to I no. want to be surprised. No, I me too. And Aaron, I know, also noticed that, that you're right. It's an odd choice. They they drop the what the snare drum or the backbeat yeah, yeah, out of yeah. just two lead, lines yeah. or just the pre-chorus maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's odd. Uh, it's an odd choice. I thought they'd keep it going, but then it comes right back in. Well, it's kind of, the thing that's cool craft wise about it is that because you take it out and then you bring it back in for the through it, through it, I right. said, baby, then it picks back up again. If you just had it burning all the way through, you wouldn't lose that impact. So song craft wise, I think it's really clever uh, what they do. There. <laughs> I would even argue that like they, they slow the tempo down. Oh, they do slightly. Yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and so it, it has an impact. Sure. And and so, you know, I guess but what's happening to me here is that knowing what I know about it, the more painful it is that it's so major key and so it's a fucking chewing gum commercial, only chippier. You know, chir- you know, it's like yeah. it, they're having yeah. a fucking blast with the big red. They love it. They love it. <laughs> they're enjoying big red in the mountains. Yeah, and in fact, that's what Rocky has requested. This unnamed uh, seductress call him. I think is Big Red. <laughs> huh. You should call him that. And it's not. And that's not an Indian racial slur, by the way. No, no, no. He he's is, actually he, red. He's a, yeah, he's a ginger man. He's a ginger man. He's a gingerbread man. Gingerbread man. <laughs> that's my attorney. Saul Gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> is there a hyphen in that no it's it runs on like a river 
Interesting. So uh, <laughs> family's European, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Your name is Saul. Anyway. Saul Ginger Breadman, Esquire. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so let's get to the to the horror that is. Yeah, uh, that's what's going on here. That, yeah. That's that's Rocky's life. Here we go. We had lots of problems then, but we had lots of fun. <laughs> you fucking assholes! What are you doing? Wow! What's because like because fucking Nam was over, so they're having a fucking uh, they had to lay more fucking shit on our door. Maybe this gets clarified, but is it the is is it the baby doesn't have one? No, to live or the no, mom it's, it's 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 uh, it's the seductress. Oh, okay. I thought it was the baby. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if Austin came in with a song to the studio and, and showed it to the producer. And it's really just a celebration of this young couple that met and they started a yeah. family together. And isn't it great? And the producer goes, you know, it's missing from the song, don't you? <laughs> and and so they, yeah. <laughs> Cancer? I don't, what is it? <laughs> like, so, so, yeah, just, just suffering. Cancer. Yeah, Liver Ronald cancer. Johnson. Ronald Johnson is like, you know what's missing from this? An undefined disease, <laughs> and it's not say. operable. It's not operable at all. There's no, no. chance. That's so it. what? Like She's... died in childbirth, like Little House on the Prairie style? No, no, no. That's fine. That went fine. Something <laughs> well, the kids else. Won. The kids won. <laughs> a mystery. Yeah, they're gonna make a run of it, and then suddenly something happened that there's nothing they could do about it. Right. Some '70s disease that there's nothing that can be done. <laughs> what's the title of this song? <laughs> Rocky. Rocky. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's about their their relationship became rocky or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the B side the B side of the of the record is you've got the power but uh, it, you know, clearly it wasn't called you've got the healthcare because there was nothing they could do for uh, the seductress. She's dead. Because this sort of meanders along with no I mean it has form to it but there's no no particular thing you can latch on to as a chorus really like it's a title like you I don't know. know. I think that the chorus is huge. I think that the chorus is Big, and that's one of the things that weirds me out so much about it, is that it sounds like, you know, like how Chevy Van is such a big fucking slap slap your ass uh, chorus, you know, and they all are, all those songs are mm-hmm. in the seventies. There's fucking your, it's like it, it, this. They sound the way Orange Crush tastes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it has. It's like it's it's chemically enhanced you know? and it tastes and good going down but your stomach hurts later right you're like oh no it's like the cadbury egg like oh gee i, I shouldn't have done that's that was that was an error and so and so the old rocco uh is 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 has been dealt a blow quite a blow here. yeah well so should we carry on yeah this, yeah there's only a few more lines until you all everything falls apart for rocco all right yeah <laughs> what a coincidence neither have i yeah i mean no. what, that's kind of a stupid line you think about it <laughs> yeah and unfortunately we live in a in a country that has no idea about medicine no clue really yeah i don't i don't i don't have long to live can anything do about it no <laughs> no not at all have not you, at all 
Could we, is, we? I mean, we can we go see a doctor? Nope. I already saw one. It's over. <laughs> he said no dice. He said no. Okay. What what kind of doctor was he? Can we a second opinion? I don't. You know. I, <laughs> I think you should get your get your affairs in order. Here's the here's the card of my attorney, Saul Gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we, maybe there's someone we can sue. Wasn't one? Wasn't one of the guys on WKRP in Cincinnati the doctor or something like that? Dr. Do- Johnny, Dr. Fever. Johnny Fever. Yeah, yeah. Was it was a I saw Dr. Dr. Johnny Fever. <laughs> Dr. Johnny Fever. He told me that. God damn it. By the way, weren't all these songs just trying to be Billy Don't Be a Hero? Isn't that yeah. what they were all trying to do, right? It's the same yeah. kind of song. Yeah. I would say if you rewound and, and we t- I think we talked about this on the on the uh, David Getty's Run Joey Run episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They right. all they kind of started. There's a few of them in the '60s. The one that probably is most familiar to, to people is the one that Pearl Jam covered, which was uh, "Last Kiss." Last Kiss, yeah, yeah, about the girl who dies in the in the car accident. Yeah. Oh and, right. And so then I don't know if that's the first you know kind of t- teenage tragedy. Yeah, the song, kids but, love tragedy because it it it. Yeah. it because everything you feel, you feel so deeply uh, as a kid. Like, I'll never yeah. feel better again. It's, you know, Romeo yeah. and Juliet. Yeah, I was going to say, it's that. It's Rome- okay. yeah. Rocky and Juliet. Modern hey, day well, tragedy here. What- <laughs> yeah, and it's so upbeat. Like the David Getty song, it is so fucking upbeat with a fucking bouncy-ass bass line. It sounds like they're making popcorn. Fucking, it's just it's having a blast. And, and, then, and then somebody was murdered in that song, too. Someone's always dying. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Never had to die. Like I, I you don't ever expect that line to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I hear people dancing. Yeah. They're looking up. What? what? <laughs> she just had a kid. Oh, damn it. Yeah, like oh, teenagers, when they play this at the at the high school a dance in 1975, the teenagers were dancing to it, but weeping. Yeah. While, while they're dancing. They were dance crying. Where? <laughs> or at least bring it down during that time. You got to bring it right. You got to bring everything yeah. down to a grinding halt when you'd say. You know what it's yeah, like? I, it's like it's 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 the eternal. It's like fucking Catholic guilt or something where they're like, "Hey man, you, it's not all fucking fun. You better watch it when you're having fun, asshole." Like it's that self-flagellation that they need you to experience and know that shit's, shit's going to go bad on you. It's like what the Roman legions used to do when you came back from winning a battle. Then they'd, you'd, they'd say, remember, you're a mortal man and you're going to die. That's what they would shout at you. That's what they did in fucking History of the World. That's what they were goofing Remember on. thou art mortal. Yeah, yeah. Especially in front of Caesar, you're mortal. Yeah. You know? And so they're like, fucking, you better cool your jets. Yeah. I feel like they, we were always being told that in the 70s, too. Like, Cool your jets. Yeah. We fucking, were being told that. You're right. Excuse you, yeah. Mr. Dial Fun. It down. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a fucking kid. You better y'all. cool your jets, mister. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to die. Here's an anecdote about uh, getting scolded in the 70s for that kind of thing. When I was a kid, probably kindergarten, whatever it was. It was like kindergarten, first grade, something like that. And, and I had a shirt on, which was uh, very <laughs> 70s. And it was two handprints and two footprints but on either side of the shirt. And they're saying to each other, I like you. You're different. You know, this, <laughs> which is kind of like a, a sentiment of the 70s, right? Sure. And so... Uh, this because the word different. I was a very early reader. I could read pretty well as a kid. And uh, this this other kid came up to me, you know, in before class started, and pointed my shirt and says, "I like you. You're what does that say?" And I just like exuberantly shouted out because I knew the word <laughs> different. <laughs> and and my teacher calls me over. Damon, get over here. 
And I walk over and I go, what? She goes, don't shout. And I'm like exp- expressing exactly what the shirt is wanting me to do is just be different. Yeah, be different. Yeah. yeah. And, she, and she just completely shot me down for actually having a little bit of. See how you know, they lie, dude? See how they lie? They tell you they got a fucking line for you, but they don't want you living like that. It's like your mom cutting your fucking bangs. You're having a bell ass out there. Yeah, just just trying to enjoy life <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> don't, Wait, don't, what? Damon, don't do that. People are going to think you're different. <laughs> it's it's bad enough it says it on your shirt. Don't broadcast it. <laughs> cool your jets. <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. Fuck. So they they were they were always trying to bum you out, and I think Rocky's trying to bum us out too. Yeah, he's winning. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, the fucking death. Okay. Yeah, it's All about right. to be. It's, it's about to be over. I think. Well, now yeah. it's just as lamenting, yeah, right. Both the song and the mother are both yeah, about yeah, to be this over. Is not long for this earth. <laughs> Don't know if I can do it. Now it's back to two again. <laughs> Math checks out. Yeah. Good job, Rock. <laughs> oh, Lord, okay. Right. Here we go. Girl and I who look so much like her sweet mother. Sometimes it makes me cry. You know what I just realized? Because he keeps singing this kind of one-note melody over right. this pe- this peppy beat, and I, I I'm sitting here the whole time thinking, "What the fuck is this? What? Why is it?" And I just realized what it is. In a not too distant future, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the mystery yeah, science yeah. theater the theme song. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, yeah. Lives a guy named Joel. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they were like subconsciously uh, cribbing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Who could care? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Some rocky heads come out of the woodwork. What's that? Some rocky Austin heads head. come out of Austin the woodwork. Yeah, the Austin heads come, come out. <laughs> oh, you don't either, friend. Cool your jets. <laughs> Sleeps alone at night with there's a little master and uh, scheduled release. <laughs> 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 Got to get through those lonely nights somehow, Rocky. It's the seventies. Oh God. Oh, now his now her ghost is helping him. Yeah, yeah. He said like he has a daughter that he's responsible for, no matter what happens to his dying relatives. But he's he's about to give in, inferring that like he's about to you know end it all. And it's not the thought of his child that keeps him on the planet. No, it's it's, it's his a poltergeist ghost, wife, the yeah. ghostly seductress <laughs> <laughs> with paint still on her nose, <laughs> and a glass full of fucking. Ernest and Julio. <laughs> right, sipping wine, the good times. And, and by the way, um, he's pretty young, it would seem, so he hasn't been alone before. No, she's saying he, well, I guess maybe when he was like a virgin as a, as a I don't know, like, yeah, and when he, when he was young, he probably had his parents. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's a young guy here. He and he's not, not alone, alone now. Yeah, he's, he's got a fucking kid. So yeah. what the fuck? You know, <laughs> all right. What a dumb ghost. <laughs> they don't turns out they don't know everything yeah. <laughs> all seeing my ass the ghost is spreading Jeez. misinformation <laughs> this is She's terrible advice the ghost <laughs> <laughs> all right okay. I, this thing is kind of winding down here we go yeah take my hand I'll help you 
Uh, put this on the list of because uh, this song just it's fades out at that point. Yeah, um, yeah. The the list of projects that Ear and Loathing uh, are are going to be working on. I mean, it's it's in a, it's in a big pile with T-shirts and skits and stuff we're going to do. But but we write what happened to Rocky after the song ends. Yeah, does like, he get remarried? What happens? Right? Yeah. Does he find a mother? Right. I, I was thinking that too. Could, couldn't they give us that at the end? A little bit of something? Or yeah, they're so keen. They're so keen for us to have. He should have done. I mean, nothing else ever happened for uh, for Austin. Roberts. Rob, Jabberwocky. Roberts, Roston yeah. Roberts, yeah, uh, Robert Johnson, Robert Johnson, um, uh, the uh, uh, Austin, Austin Roberts, we've said it fifty times, Austin, yeah, Austin Roberts, <laughs> and then it, Ronald Johnson is the writer. That's what it was oh. fucking me up. Yeah, I here I am predicting how this will go. Here, this is my version. You guys, you guys punch it up, but I picture him getting remarried. This is the the sequel to the song, and suddenly, tragically, his second wife dies. And they go, wow, that's a weird coincidence. And then, <laughs> and then a yeah. third wife suddenly, and now we just realize that he's been poisoning wives the whole time, and and writing songs to throw to throw the scent off. Yeah, with nary a minor chord, so no one and just <laughs> no one worries about him. Yeah. and he collects children with each one, and lots of insurance money. <laughs> <laughs> he buys like eight gray houses. <laughs> Gets lousy with houses. Yeah, now he's just jacking it in the last one with eighteen kids and no wife. And in the in, in, the, in the movie, you just he keeps doing the same thing over and over again. His serial behavior, and you know by the third or fourth one, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, you know as the viewer, but no one in his world knows. Right. No, he seems like a nice guy with some kids who's had some tough luck. <laughs> and knows no doctors. <laughs> no, sorry, there's just no there's no way of knowing. No, I don't feel no good. Way of that out. Here, have some of this well, tea with poison in it. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know? It's 1975. Shit. My hands are tied. <laughs> You want some more chicken parm? What do you want? What do you want? It's 1975. What do you want me to do? <laughs> oh, far out. <laughs> hey, you want to paint the house again? No. <laughs> Go hike a canyon, huh? Okay. Well, here we are, George. Oh. The decision to be, to be made. We have Loretta Lynn with your squaws on the warpath and yeah. Austin Roberts with Rocky. Yeah, I, these are both such misguided efforts from, from a similar time. It feels like it's just sixty-eight and seventy-five. Yeah, it's they not feels, too far. Yeah. No, not too far. It feels like kind of the same thing here. Um, boy, this is. I'm looking at Loretta here. This is a tough. I, the, the gut punch of the death is is got to outweigh everything. I, I did not expect that. Even with him leading us there, I couldn't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Rocky. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that is just no fun. Yeah. At the country all. version is weird because it's like it's the exact same arrangement, the exact same melody. The guy's got that same sort of sing-songy, no rough edges kind of way. I suppose it could be done like there's a way to do this song in a more introspective way that's not toe tapping. Yeah, um, where maybe you know work on the chords a bit and maybe <laughs> take put a fucking minor in there somewhere. Work on the chords a bit, you know. I liked in the country version though. I thought it was a nice touch when they had the Jordanaires going. 
Rocky's wife died tonight. <laughs> but she was an Indian, so we didn't care. We took her to the witch doctor. The medicine Ro man. Rocky only had one papoose. I think in Native American culture, when you're about to die and there's just nothing you could do about it, it's called going to the old gray house. <laughs> See, it all ties together. Yeah. <laughs> Broadcasting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, different. <laughs> different. Damon, come over here. Damon, come here. Listen. Right. What? <laughs> oh God, that's so adorable. <laughs> I love you. Remember this shirt? <laughs> I did. It's I, obviously I a, a big moment in your life. It's just you know. <laughs> that's going on the list too. A, a fear and loathing. I like you. You're different. Shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. I would wear that. Tonight, I like to. I like you. You're different. <laughs> who's who's that boy sitting in the third desk? Well, that's Damon. He he's different. <laughs> it's just Raw Dog Cliff's face looking out at you, and it says, "I like you. You're different." And it says like RDC on the back. Yeah, at least in that song. At least in that song. I mean, I mean the, the the you know the 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 babies. You know the. He doesn't see the girl anymore, but the the baby is is there, and it's it's, it's alive. Got a parents, yeah. <laughs> it's actually yeah, got I mean, three parents. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait till the next song. You never oh, know. Oh God! All right, well, Mom, uh, mom's out hitchhiking with the baby stroller. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Takes a dark turn there. <sighs> Looking for a doctor. Trolling for dong. <laughs> Trolling for dong. Hi, I'm trolling for. <laughs> And then when they when they go into the hotel room, they leave the baby in the stroller outside the door. Why? Because it's 1975. He's next to the ice machine. What? He's fine. He's fine. What? Big deal. It's a girl. Yeah, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I don't want to lay that on him, man. <laughs> All right, what you got, bro? George, you got a sorbet or what? I do. I have a sorbet, and uh, and speaking of the mid seventies, here's some good stuff from. Let it. me go let ahead. Me, You'll know see, it right away. <laughs> let me see if uh, if Majel is going to help us out here because yeah. she's she's got to lift the, lift us lift us beneath our wings. <laughs> lift us out of this. Majel is the is the wind beneath our wings. Someone's got to be <laughs> sorbet sanitize. Oh yeah, I feel like I haven't heard that one in a while. That's another problem with uh, with whatever disease she had is, is back in 1975 they didn't sanitize before you know surgical procedures and stuff. So that, yeah, that, that was the problem. Now if I you could find a doctor, you know you really yeah. couldn't though. <laughs> uh, all right, so so George, uh, what, yes. is, what were you saying? What year is this? Uh, this is 1974, and okay. uh, I believe you will know it right away. We'll, we'll do a little background, but we'll listen because it's just great. All right, let's start it. Does Aaron know what it is yet? I can. It's very rumbly. Oh, having a hard time. Just, uh, I'll, I'll stand by waiting. Okay. Feeling better. Linda Rita. <laughs> Linda Ron said, "You're no good." 1974. Yes. The voice is back. Baby. Yeah. The voice is back. Jesus yes. Christ. And, and uh, this was a cover. Am I right about that? You're you're correct. Uh, this was this is this is an interesting background where a lot of people tried to did do it and did it with some success, but not to the degree that she did. It was written by a guy named Clint Ballard. 
that did a lot of songs for the in the fifties and sixties and stuff. But Dee Dee Warwick, who I didn't know is Dion's sister, mm-hmm. is the first person that did it in nineteen sixty three. That's and, the one I think I've heard the original like R and B R and B version, right? Yeah, and it's a, it's a Jerry, and, and that that one got was produced by um you know Lieber. Lieber Stoller, like Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, who were yeah. big producers then. And then... Um, who steal songs, according to Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> according to Jim. According to Jim. <laughs> <laughs> according to Jim, great show. Um, and, uh, and then Betty Everett also did it that year. And then, and then one of my favorite, I'd never heard of this band before, but the Swingin' Blue Jeans oh, did yeah. it in 64. <laughs> and that they was were... more of like kind of a Beatles-sounding kind of half-ass pop kind of yeah yeah they thing. were a british yeah. invasion right yeah, yeah 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 and they did it Sweet and then in 74 she did it and linda did it and it was um believe it or not I, I, this was i couldn't believe this this was her only number one record like all the other ones went in the top 20 top five but this is the first the, the, this is the one that really broke her out and blue bayou didn't fucking it did not it did not now? it didn't this is the only one that went to number one that's this weird. is it. Because and that, that album that the Cancionos de mi padre was the biggest selling record. Probably, but maybe yeah. it, it yeah. charted on another. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I how, str- how crazy is that? That's so nuts that 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 it's the only number one. And then started a trend for her, which I also didn't know was that that, uh, that this started a trend of of covering rock tunes because all the mm-hmm. other hits you think about, she was covering them just like this one, and that started sort of a trend that not sort of one that that. That she followed the rest of her career, or at least her career in the seventies. God damn! And uh, to her fucking voice. Yeah, and God she and, and there's there's play play a little more. There's some other background stuff that's great about this too. Okay, cool. Love that it sounds like what a Wurlitzer or something or Donna Donna yeah, yeah. Donna yeah. Donna that's really good. Are those uh backup singers or did she do some of her own backups? No, no, those those are backup singers, yeah. And okay. the, that girl's name's like Wendy Waldman is part is part of who's is part of doing some of that. Yeah. And she's a person that had a lot of, you know, did a lot of writing and had hits too. And the thing that um that was interesting about this to me is that the first thing is that they this was back when, you know, and you forget this happened that they started doing this song live before they recorded it. And people used to do that. This was a thing that people did back then. I even remember Kiss playing songs live before they recorded them and it seems so foreign to what you do now or why you do that but it, it honestly makes sense because why not learn the song and have it be good before you record it yeah and she yeah, and she li- live in it yeah right and even on and the thing that's interesting is so on the on 1973 on the midnight special Burt Sugarman's midnight special there's this great there's this great thing of Jose Feliciano introducing her and he's there with you know his glasses and everything and they don't know really how to how to um how to term her i guess so they they say he goes he goes she's a country artist and she's really good you know and and country's cool i, I dig country he goes it's kind of like ray charles and he plays like some of that ray, ray charles country like the the covers he did of country songs and goes so right. everyone should like her 
And she and the version they do on the midnight special is faster and it has bongo drums in it and, and a percussion part and it's just different. And then when they go to record it, she didn't really want to and didn't like it and couldn't find her place in it. And it was too fast. And they recorded one of them on like in that summer and she didn't like it. And then four days later, because they were trying to do it as an R&B song and that wasn't really working. And so then a few days later, they do it and that one turns out much better and it's slower and it's the one you hear. And the part that I... It was fascinated me that, that what I liked about this song, I think there wasn't the reason it was number one, is this song manages to sound R&B, sound country, and sound rock in one song. And they captured all that. And that's why I think it, this was so successful, was because it has all three of those sounds in it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. She's got a magical voice in that way, too, mm -hmm. where like it's funny because there's no, she never does any, it's pure. It's a pure voice, but it also doesn't sound like fucking mom singing. No. You know? Uh -uh. Yeah. She doesn't, she, she, it's so pure and so beautiful. And she's a fucking opera singer, the capacity to do that. Yeah. And, and is, and is just singing pop songs by convenience because that's who was going to pay her, you know? And it's just so pure and lovely. And it doesn't sound corny. It doesn't sound like your mom. It doesn't sound like ant music. You know, it's fucking, it's fucking so great and beautiful and sexy and then plus she was just so fucking otherworldly cute you know yeah and and this little tiny person with this big ass fucking voice you know she looked sort of like the ultimate sort of california gal at the time but like couldn't have been further from that she wasn't like a swinging chick you know no it's wild what aaron was describing before about trying to put your finger on her voice where it sits because i'm thinking like what are the extremes on either side you've got like janis joplin on one side which is yes. like sandpaper to my ears. And then on the total milk toast side, you have like Anne Murray, right? right. And, and, <laughs> and Linda Ronstadt is neither one. She's like right perfectly in the middle of those, of those two. I yeah. wonder if his song choice with Anne Murray really accentuates that. I don't know. Did she ever do anything that was maybe had some groove to it? Maybe, uh, maybe. Aaron, been... I'm looking it up. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, Snowbird. No, no. But here's, here's a little <laughs> anecdote about her voice that has to do with her because it was a tribute to her. Uh, I don't know what it was, the Grammys or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something. I think that was it. Uh, induction ceremony. And she, she couldn't be there because of her health. But a bunch of uh, women singers came out and did tributes to her. I don't know, throughout the night, maybe all in one uh, section. I don't remember. But who comes out who I never gave two flying fucks about? Now I'm going to forget her name. Carrie Underwood. She's the country singer, right? Yeah, She's right. Monday yeah, Night Football. Yeah. yeah. She's great. So yeah. so she comes out and does my favorite Linda Ronstadt song, which is uh, Different Drum. You mm -hmm. and I right. travel yeah. Mike, to Mikey Nesbitt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. And, uh, and I went, why is this so great? Because I didn't know that I liked Carrie Underwood. And here's why. She sang it pure and clean without right. trying to show off like her vocal chops or anything. She sang it exactly how Linda Ronstadt would sing it. And I, I invite anyone to go watch the Carrie Underwood live version of her doing it at, at, I believe it was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it was a tribute to Linda Ronstadt. It's fucking perfect. And Paul Schaefer's and, and his backing band are back there. It's really good. So it's kind of nice when people do like, it's cool of her to do it like that, Damon, because like you'd think that the, because this, the style of today is to put, fancy moves on it fancy little trilly things yeah i hate that shit but you but to stay the real thing is to stay in the song and sing the song sing the beautiful song would you please and and there's something so lovely about it i mean it's impressive sometimes when people can do the vocal gymnastics but like gee it's it's not it's on great that to song. Just sing a pretty song yeah. yeah no it's a pretty song so sing the pretty song yeah 
Yeah, I'm glad she. Good for her because it's probably a challenge to yeah. to rein in the fucking charging. Uh, go go watch. You'll fall in love with Carrie Underwood. I, I promise you. She's so just darling, and her voice is great, and it's such a great song. I I, I guarantee you're gonna like it, Aaron. All right, here we go. Okay, let's name the studio guys. I, I don't tell us, George. Let us guess. Okay, because it was always the same guys that James Taylor used and Carol King and the whole gang. The the uh, the Canyon. You know it's you know it's uh, Sklar on bass. Got Sklar be on bass. Don't George. Don't confirm. Let us let us predict. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Probably, it's got to be. I think Waddy was in Captain her band, Research. I think. I think Waddy was in her band. It's it's probably um, Kunkel, Russ Kunkel on drums. Yeah, yeah. I was just say Russ or uh, who's the fucking guy? Uh, the guy with the sunglasses all the time. I keep spacing on his name. Oh, Vinny, um, not Vinny Caliuda or no, 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 no. Um, Joey, beard. what's his name? Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, phone in. Um, uh, the guy with the sun sunglasses. He always wears sunglasses. He was in the Wilburys. He was the um, Roy Orbison. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the Wilburys. Oh, Jim Keltner. Jim Keltner. Yeah, he's a Wilbur. God damn it! Keltner. You know, I don't. God damn it. I'm sure Keltner played on plenty of those sessions, but the Laurel Canyon guys were like, yeah, I don't right, think he was one right. of those guys, was he? No. And also, like, as, as a sidebar from that, like the fucking VH's version of this is so great, and and they they slow it the fuck down. Oh yeah. And it's got that menace to it, and and it's it's a, so appropriate for them. Like Dave, it's the Dave Lament song, you know. It's like where like the supposed coxman is getting jammed up over a, this broad who's done him wrong. This is so sleazy and awesome. Yeah, and it doesn't sound anything like this. And so it's a real beautiful arrangement, but a testament to how great the song is and how layered it can be. I I, I read all of I read all about that because I I don't like their version of it of Van Halen's version it. of it. And and they and I listened to it again and and I think that I, I read he said that they um. The, the the Ted Templeman suggested doing it, and it was weird for them because they had done it in the clubs, but they mm -hmm. had done it this like the record in the clubs. They hadn't, right. they didn't do it like they did it on the record on Van Halen too. And I think that that song they they wanted Ted said we need a cover for this song because for this record because you guys did you really got me and it went so well in the first one and we should do another and we should do a cover and he suggested that. And he had even hum he had even hummed the part to Eddie because Eddie they'd done it in the clubs years before, and I think that that's the first song in Van Halen too, and I think they meant that yeah. to be the big hit, and it wasn't. No, because then Dance the Night Away and Beautiful Girls were the hits off that record, right? And it was, a, and they should have been. Yeah, I think yeah, that it, I yeah. like I like that it's a, but they're not afraid to open a, a open a record with like a slow groove, which is what I. It, yeah, it dazzles me about them. But anyways, Linda, Linda's voice is just fucking stratospherically perfect to me. It's just it. I mean, that's saying nothing that everybody else hasn't said already. It just makes me so happy. It does. To, the, and by hear. the way, you guys, so the um the the players on this um was a guy named Kenny Edwards played bass, and Andrew mm. Gold did was the guitar player on this. Wow, we were way off. Yeah. And it's all the guy. It's all because don't forget, it, I, they're not on this record. I don't believe, but you know, all the Eagles. Andrew were Gold, fucking lonely boy. Yeah, he was. He was a session guy. That's right. That's right. He's a fucking shredder. I, for, I always forget that he has that. He wears that other uh, jacket very nicely. Mm -hmm. God damn. And there's a whole story of this thing because then then this guy Val Garay, who was the was the producer of this record, 
or sorry, the engineer, he erased the guitar part and they had to go back and piece it together again. And there's a dispute even... It sounds like you're saying Valley Girl, but you're using a silly accent. Val Garay is his name, Val (laughs) Garay. A Valley Girl was the producer of this record. They just went and got this, they just went and got on the street. And then, and then if you got, and, and you'll hear it towards the end, which I think is an interesting part, is they um, they added strings to the end of it. Remember, there, there's a string part you hear at the end where it's almost it just fades out with that. It's kind of strange that they did oh, it yeah. that way. And that guy's named Gregory Rose, and he just they decided to put that on there. And I think it makes it cool, but it's an interesting way to end the song. But um, let's hear some more of it. Just a little known fact about Val Garay, he transitioned <laughs> from the seven like doing the seventies kind of like classic rock productions and into doing like hip hop and rap and his his name was Vizzle McGizzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was. <laughs> All right. Fucking twice on Sunday. <laughs> Vizzle McGizzle. <laughs> <laughs> To me, that fucking Wurlitzer, whatever it is, I might have it wrong. Keyboard players, sorry. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. Is it, it's a Wurlitzer. Okay. That's fucking or Rhodes. Could be Rhodes. Or Rhodes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, whatever. Yeah. But that little part makes the whole song to me. It, I, it just transports me back to hearing the song as a kid and that, no, 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 no. It's just so simple, but perfect. You know, it's funny you say that because this this song resonates with me because eight year old George White. This was a song that stuck stuck out to me. Is this is what like adults did? This was an adult song, and this yeah, is what right. is this was getting your heart broken. And is is this was an adult thing that I was hearing, and I felt privileged or you know excited to hear a song like this. Yeah, George would hear these stories, uh, you know, the, the kind of cry on your shoulders stories from Gary while he was cutting his hair. <laughs> As an eight-year-old. Unfortunately, I heard him directly from my mother <laughs> and had to comfort her when I was eight years old. Because <laughs> Galooch was out at the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah Galooch. Oil can Harry's. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, and, and she also, she said that she didn't like that. She didn't like the way her, she still doesn't like her performance on this song. Doesn't think she sang it that good. Wow, I still don't yeah, get yeah, when when people yeah. say that because because Henley said that same thing about his performance when he remember when he was on Stern and he was talking about uh, the original recording of uh, Desperado, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, he was the, the producer. They were recording in London because that's where I guess the producer wanted to do it, and they had the London's like symphony orchestra hired in to do the session, but Henley had to sing it live with the orchestra and he was super intimidated. Yeah, and uh, the reason I brought it up is because he said he still hates his performance of that. And I'm like, I don't know, Linda, Don, what, what, say what you want about Don Henley, but he, the guy, it's a fucking beautiful voice. Yeah, his beautiful voice from, from Angel. Like he, it's because it made him feel small, and he probably still remembers how anxious how anxious it made him feel, and he just can't shake it. Yeah, yeah. But, Despite all empirical evidence that it's a beautiful <laughs> performance, doesn't matter. He's still hurt. Yeah. Mm. This is one of these songs where, you know, she's like, this was an afterthought, you know, and they don't right. even realize that it's just, it's, it's a straight thing. You know, and that, that happens. The fucking, it's a typical story, the though, you know. Lyrics, man, it's the first, the first uh, uh, verse, dude. Uh, what a way to talk about what they're talking about. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, fuck. It's, and, then and then to turn it around. And then to turn it around. feel better because I'm over you. I learned my lesson. It left a scar. Now I see how you really are. Yeah. God damn. Right. And then turn it right That's, around from the woman's yeah. point. Of, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. All right, here we go. Baby, 
this part is so wild. Oh, I it know. is. It is. It's I forgot so about wild. this. This almost reminds yeah. me of like this shouldn't even be in this song. Was, was right. this in the original? Yeah. This is this is yeah. the original. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, sorry. In in the I mean the other recordings of it. The, yeah, I mean the bridge, the bridge, like in the, in the R&B, the D.D. Warwick version or whatever. This sounds like a very 70s bridge here. Yeah, boy, does it. Is, is that another thing you didn't research, George, is if the bridge is the same? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I listen to the other, I listen to the other versions and I listen. There's but, just no way of knowing. I just don't know. I listen to, um, I, those didn't interest me, honestly, very much. I just like the name of the, uh, the funny band, the, uh, the Swingin' Dicks or whatever they're called. I did listen right. to Elvis Costello's version of this, which isn't very good. And I don't think Van Halen's is very good. It 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 struck me that this song is not easy to do. Even when they did, when she did it, she didn't think it was good. It was hard for them to find it to figure out where this was going to work. And it's and, and that's not easy to uh, that's not easy to do. But she did it, and nobody else. Well, did. Fucking Linda could fucking sing a fucking the phone book. She could sing the script for the fucking Hoboken Chicken Emergency. She can fucking do whatever she wants, and it's going to be classic and beautiful and perfect. I know, I know uh, this much, name and the other the other ones, the other songs do not have this. Breakdown. I guess what you're saying, seventies. They don't have they don't have this vibe to it. You know, there's I'm not going to say creepy, but there's something about this part that's haunting. I yeah, guess it is, yeah, totally. They they don't have the other songs don't have that. They're very poppy and. They're, they're not like this. I know this predates yeah. him, but this almost sounds like a, a TP in the HB's breakdown. Yeah. Doesn't it? Totally. It like does. A, oh, totally. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a Mike Campbell riff right there. Yeah, I didn't think yeah, of that. A, you're right. Is it, it a fairly intense Beatle vibe, too, when it comes in, when it starts doing the thing? But, by the way, that was one of her complaints is she, she thought that the, the first arrangement they did of this had said too much, sounded too much like the Beatles. She didn't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow, what a horrible quality to have in a song. <laughs> I know, but she wasn't looking for that, you know, like she was trying yeah. to find it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. It's almost like what the Eagles would start to become, too. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is almost like, you know... A, a, a bridge and an eagle song as well yeah similar act well that, Pre, that, that well, uh, predates i mean she's predating yeah. all these guys which is pretty cool right well I, I i'd forgotten too she she i read a bunch of stuff about you know i'd forgotten what a huge like they said an arena star she became you know throughout the 70s and really one of the first women to to do that where she be and she talked a lot about being on the road with guys all the time and how that was difficult and lonely and you know her being a trailblazer in that way because she got right. huge, like Aaron said. She got to be this huge star in the 70s and into the 80s. Yeah. And sure. there weren't a lot of ladies doing that, being becoming that big, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so all these songs, You're No Good and and uh, I've Been Cheated. I mean... F- That's the one after that, this, right after this is When a, Will I Be Loved, yeah. There's a dozen that, like, yeah. were just the soundtrack of my of my youth in San Diego. Oh, yeah. Constantly on, on the radio. Yep. Yeah, Linda, that's a weak performance. Yeah, Come well, on, they, they, I know they had a hard time finding it. And and, and I didn't, and uh, and answered one of your questions was that this is the part that was the solo in that part you're talking about. That was the part that that Val Garay erased 
by accident, and they had to piece it together from that scratch. That guitar solo? Yeah, that whole thing you just heard, he erased it. And and they had to re- they had to piece it together again. Andrew Gold had to piece it together again. I'm sure cocaine had nothing to do with that little snafu. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah may, who knows, right? And then, and then <laughs> but what it but in, in a bunch of recollections I've I've read the the producer's name is Peter Asher and it said that um him and uh, Peter Asher and Gray dispute that that recollection of Linda's that that it, that it got erased. They said they didn't do it. <laughs> There's a dispute over even that even happened. This is just a weird song the way they put it together. And I'm sure cocaine had nothing to do with everyone having faulty <laughs> memories as well. <laughs> well, you know, at, le- at least nobody died or, or slurred an Indian. You know, okay, this is the good part of the 70s. It, I mean, it's, it, it sounds like George Harrison came in and played it. Slide, like a slide part, right? <laughs> and every, yeah, and everyone's forgetting that he, a beetle was actually there. <laughs> That's how much coke was going on. <laughs> forgot about that part it's so cool wow jesus yeah. that that the thing i was talking about that has everything in it right there that's r&b that's country and that's rock all right yeah. there right and that's yeah. what makes it great and i think that's the reason it was her only number one not that she the other ones weren't great but that captures that so perfectly and it's classy yeah it is yeah <laughs> sounds you know, real fuck. it sounds real they sound like yeah. they're talented people working together jesus christ because they are fucking <laughs> If yeah, you've ever, and ever heard her sing with uh, Amy Lou Harris and Dolly Parton when they would yeah, do those albums yeah. together, and yeah. they, you know, there's t- tons of, of footage of them on on uh, YouTube just doing live versions of those songs, and she was always just the perfect part of a, of any sort of vocal block that was going on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. her, I could I could just imagine her and the other two singers just like nailing it live in the studio. You know. Yeah, they sound they sound great too on uh, Midnight they Special. They did it on the good. show. They do the show. I think one time they did Carson. They did the show, and then they did panel, and then they 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 did like a oh, and we could do this harmony too, and they did something from from the couch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like like they like, like oh yeah, this, and they fucking rocked it. A three part fucking beautiful moment. You talking was, about Linda and Emmy Lou and Dolly? Yeah, yeah. So but good. George, you're saying that Linda and her backup singers in this song did it on Midnight Special. Yeah, that's that's that that's the thing that the version that came before this one, that, where Jose right, Jose Feliciano inter, introduces right. them. Yeah, the backup yeah. singers are. But there they're still doing her. the same vocal parts, and they're they still are. Nail, yeah, it's just them. it's yeah. just faster. Yeah, it's just yeah. faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in other words, like people back then could just nail this shit live. Well, yeah, and and also you know that like back then you know she she had a couple of records out and she'd been in that in the Stone Ponies and all that and before this. Yeah. And she'd been around a while. Like it wasn't just that she suddenly became famous. You know, they she'd been on the road and done lots for four or five years before she became this. Yeah. Before she turned into this. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. Is yeah. is yeah. people back then actually sang, had to go out and sing live and perfect their harmonies and and be real musicians. I mean, right. They, they, they were delivering the real deal. Say what you want about you know any of these these douches douchebags that we talk about on the show, but they're you know Clapton's a fucking pro guitar or a pro performer his guitar playing as long as he's not soloing 
<laughs> in blues patterns, he's a pro guitar player. <laughs> you can't take that away from him. All the, the the years of experience, you know what I mean. So any of these, like Linda's, you, you expect. That's what's weird to me is that like you, Linda, you understand that you have this baseline of professional performance that you're going you're going to deliver in every song. So what your your standard I get is high because you want yourself to be better, but to the rest of the goddamn planet Earth, <laughs> this is a fucking stellar performance. That's that's why it's weird that she can't get it through her head that like, okay, I get like all of my experience led me to be able to pull off a song that I didn't think I could pull off and I didn't really like, but because I have all this, you know, all these miles under my belt, I can I can n- nail it and uh, it still sounds good. I don't know. It's a it's a maybe maybe I'm accusing her of like false humility or something. You know. I think they just had a hard time finding this and figuring it out. And but they found she it. didn't think it was they good. They eventually found it, though. <laughs> they did. They consider did. it found. You're right. It did. <laughs> All right, let's hear the ending. Okay, here we go. that clapping in there i remember yeah. it but it's so cool totally it unexpected yeah. I, I now yeah. that i'm like listening to it closely i'm like forgot about that that's a fucking yeah. bold decision it is the whole thing this whole ending's a bold this is this gregory rose guy that added this at, at the end of it and it's and apparently that that's that string part you're hearing is just it's it's val just riding the fader <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah before he erased it yeah, before he, well, he didn't erase this part. He erased the part before this. <laughs> it's fancy moves like that that erase track. Exactly. It is. You're right. Oh, my elbow. Shit. What? Oh, Andrew, your guitar solo. <laughs> Val, you a fucking knob job. You think you're fucking slick, bro? Oh, cocaine got in this pot. I can't. Oh, I can't turn it anymore. Sorry. Can't turn this knob. What? <laughs> you got that Frenchy name. He probably has a bunch of fucking molasses on his arm or something, French Canadian style. Well, sorry. I, I like the fact that audio engineers have literal knob jobs. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Well, that was a nice little disco flourish on the end of that, uh, that, that, that string part. That was really good. Yeah, it was. Add disco to the list, George. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, just, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, just for the record, you guys, we've still got another 30 seconds left of the song. No, it it just fades out like this. No, no, but I'm not saying we should cut off. I'm saying... Bold yeah. move to just have this kind of weird instrumental taking yeah. the song out. You That's think what, it would? It doesn't kick back into the chorus or anything, does no, it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it just fades out like especially this. strange because it's like it's not a band record. It's a Linda Ronstadt record. Yeah. So it's like you know you think on a band record it's you know the band is going to vibe out at the end, but it's weird to have on a, a, a vocalist. <laughs> say, Here's my band. Yeah, Linda. Cool Linda just went went down to Jack in the Box or something. She's like, you guys yeah. take this.
I love it. Yeah, I love that song. That's a, that's that's something. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, I just realized too. I just realized when I uh, not not I didn't have respect for, her, but I respected her even more. There's that. It's one of the best Simpsons ever. It's when um, it's when uh, Barney and 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 Homer both become um, snowplow guys. Oh, right. and, have, and, complete, and 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 she and, and he Barney gets enough money that he hires he hires Linda Ronstadt to do his theme song, <laughs> <laughs> and she's in it's, it's something like it's country. It's like because she's making fun of Homer. It's like Plow King is a boozer, and I think he is a loser. Like, <laughs> and I think Barney starts dating Linda Ronstadt in that episode. <laughs> is it actually her? Yeah, it's actually. Her. <laughs> Oh, is there anything the Simpsons haven't done? I don't, I don't think, think so. No, they, yeah. if you, if you, if they ask you to be on, you have to be, even if you're Linda Ronstadt. Yep. <laughs> well, that was a beautiful sorbet. Sort of unexpected, actually. But you know what? I didn't realize I needed to hear You're No Good by Linda Ronstadt until it started playing. And then I was it was soothing, and it was relaxing, and I think I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah, it takes you and it takes you back to being a kid and all that. And also, I, it, it also just, we did it again. It's, it, what a theme for the show here. All kind of in the same, uh, all the same uh, wheelhouse yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we did it. We did it. The good and the bad of this time. Efforts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we don't consult each other, folks. We actually we don't. Uh, come in and are surprised every time, horrified and surprised. Yeah, that that's the magic of the Gitmo Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious synchronicity, isn't it? Isn't it? So yeah, uh, episode twenty nine is now uh, in the books, as they say. And the Gitmo Bros are happy to have your acquaintance. And uh, we remain the number one rockers forever. We've got some special shows coming up for you. Um, let's just say some theme shows coming up. I'll tease you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And uh, why don't you go send us some messages? On, I think Don't you guys think it would be fun if, if the listeners sent us like an email or a message on you know Instagram? One time. One time. We can one, take, take viewer mail. You know? One message? Just one. <laughs> It better be a good one. Oh, maybe you have a question. Maybe may, maybe you guys have a question for your favorite Gitmo bro. Yeah, right. So you can ask ask us questions collectively or as individuals, and uh, you know, hey Gitmo bros, how did you guys meet? Uh, are, are you guys going to end the show soon because we're getting sick of the same old thing we hear every week? Going <laughs> to graduate? Going to graduate? Um, so. So yeah, send us some some shit out out there. It's uh, ear and loathing at Gmail, or um, you know, you can find us on on the all the socials. So that will wrap up episode twenty nine. We shall see you next week for episode three zero. And I'm bidding adieu to my Gitmo Bros. Goodbye, fellas. Bye, everybody. Ear and loathing. Let's do it. I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye. Goodbye.